What is going on? Welcome. What's up, Joe? How are you? Fucking fantastic. I mean, we just spoke to one of the smartest people we'll ever talk to for the rest of our lives. Yeah. If Maybe, you... unless we get to the other seven. No, literally, he's always going to be top eight at least. Because... Exactly, that's what I mean. Unless we get to the other seven, yeah. we just spoke to one of the smartest people we'll ever talk to. Ever. That ever existed. Even if we talked to Neil deGrasse Tyson, we still talked to someone smarter than him. Neil deGrasse, he was number 10. Yeah, exactly. Yo, so he, if you Google who's the smartest person in, on earth, he this he pops up like as one of the people. And he, Crazy. the he we are talking about is Lawrence Krauss. Who is, oh my lord, get out of here. All right, it's Lawrence Krauss. He has an undergraduate degree in mathematics and physics with first class honors at Carleton University. He was awarded a PhD in physics at the Massachusetts Institute of Technology, MIT. Very, very high up there. He was... Born in New York City, raised in Toronto. He's been on the Joe Rogan experience, I want to say, two times now. He served on the Science Policy Committee for Barack Obama in 2008 during his presidential campaign. His latest book, released in March of 2017, is the greatest, it's called, The Greatest Story Ever Told So Far, Why Are We Here? It was released in hardcover, paperback. And audio. He describes himself as an antithesis, which means he just consciously, like deep down inside of him, shuts mm-hmm. down any talk of God. God. Yeah. And yeah, that's that's who we spoke he's to. He's also on TV literally right now. Every day he's that's on right. some channel. <laughs> and he's doing ranked some interview. top he is number eight in the smartest people in the world. Enough said. It was just a crazy interview, I'm sure. We didn't have too much time with him. He's a busy man, so we understand, obviously. Mm -hmm. So we just shot questions out at him. We got some interesting answers, and I think you guys will enjoy it. Enjoy, guys. And I think it's gonna be a long, long time. Touchdown brings me round again to find. I'm not the man they think I am at home. Are you not done writing the books? Number two, how do you feel about everyone thinking you're going to die before the books are released? Why do they think that? That's what they say. Because he's like fat and old. (laughs) You think he probably feels like shit. He's like, guys, stop saying I'm going to die soon. (laughs) Let me write my books. (laughs) What a rat. He's probably in his 60s. George R. Oh, this guy, Lawrence Krauss? Oh. No, Lawrence Krauss is probably like 61 or something. Lawrence Krauss, age 63. There you go. Richard Dawkins is 76. Who is Richard Dawkins? I want to know what he thinks about the way... He's all about making science like readily available to... Like an everyday understanding. I want to know what he thinks about Neil deGrasse Tyson's. How he's trying to make it like something everyone would want to read. Like how he's trying to make it entertaining. Yeah, he's he's like a comedian, Neil deGrasse Tyson. I wonder what he thinks about him. I wonder what a real scientist. They're probably friends. Thinks about Neil deGrasse. I think Neil deGrasse is a real scientist. No. Heard a lot of shit being talked about Neil deGrasse. Oh, Bobby G. Anything. Bobby G was talking shit. Bobby G just hates science. <laughs> he hates. <laughs> I think he loves science. He just hates. He thinks people are always lying. But how does he love science? He's, no, he doesn't think people are always lying. He only believes what he actually sees. But he picked. But he could do that test that Lawrence Krauss is talking about. Put one pole there. What at noon? Put one the pole. The rays are coming down, yeah. and then get someone who's like two hundred miles away from you. With a pole that's also facing straight up. At the same time, measure the angle of the sun. 
And that proves that the Earth's round? Yeah, because the rays are going to be hitting it differently. If it's coming in at an angle or if it's coming straight down. Because the sun is highest at noon. I don't know. If Bobby G was here, he'd talk you out of that. <laughs> he could get around that one. <laughs> but with what? He could get around that he ignored one. ignored my... The, uh... The eclipse one, when I asked him. He says eclipses would still work in time zones, right? How would it work? I don't know. He kind of explained it. No, he didn't. He skipped through it. (laughs) I was listening to it, yes, two days ago. It was was a good episode. It was funny. He skipped through that time zone with an eclipse. If the sun and the moon are in the same spot at the same time, how are you going to have the sun up at the... Where's the other... They're always up there. They're both always up there, though. I know. Yeah. But how's it lighting... The rest of the world. I don't know. He was talking about how you could see through the moon sometimes. And like he's like, why do you see through the moon? Makes no sense. How do you know you're seeing through the moon? Because it looks see-through. But what's behind it? What do you mean it looks see-through? Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> see, you should have said that. I was just thinking of these things. Now. <laughs> <laughs> I literally just thought of that. <laughs> yeah. I know. It does look like you see through it, but it's not in the earth. So like what's, what there's are nothing you behind it. Through? Yeah, you're not seeing anything. It's just the moon's light gray color, so it looks see through. Oh right. shit. Oh here he goes. Are we recording? Yeah. Hello? Hi. Okay. Hey. Uh, How's um, it going? So, not bad. So we don't need the video, right? No, yeah, we could do sound, it's better quality. Okay. Okay, how long are we going for? I'm sorry, just a crazy time. Yeah, no, no, no problem. We're just going to go from seven to eight, so it's whatever you can spare. Okay, I don't think I can do a full hour. Okay. Um, Yeah, no problem. We're really grateful that you came on. Thank you. How much time do you think you have? Well, I was kind of hoping for half an hour. Yeah. All right, that's no problem. So we'll just jump into questions from the fans then. We'll take it from there. Okay. Yeah, because we have a... So, yeah, we, we obviously said that we were coming on. We were really excited, so our fans <laughs> gave us... <laughs> we'll see how it goes. It's just, it's just I've got some things I have to do here. Oh, no, yeah. No problem. No problem. Um, So, I guess we'll start with a good one. So, people are... So, people just have different questions. So, what is your biggest... Like, you answer a lot of people's questions, but what is something that you ponder still that you don't even know the answer to? That's something that is a curiosity peaking kind of question to you. Well, let's see. I mean, every day I have things I don't understand. And so the deep questions, the, the big questions are really the ones I've worked on. Uh, um, what's the nature of dark energy? Why is the dominant energy of the universe reside in empty space? Is that some remnant of quantum gravity? Is there some new field or something else? What's the nature of dark matter? Mm-hmm. Is our universe unique? These are questions that I, can we can we use gravitational waves to probe the beginning of time? These are the kind of research questions that drive my my uh, my interest. So obviously they're they're still outstanding questions. The great thing, as I often say about being a scientist, is that um, is not knowing and and also having a lot to learn. So not understanding things is the reason to go into work every day, because yeah. that means there's more to learn. Yeah, it's are those questions that uh, about the dark matter? Are those questions that can even be answered ever? Well, dark matter at least. Dark energy, frankly, dark energy is going to probably require a good idea. I try to have them, and I think about uh, ways to try and understand it, and maybe one of them will be right. Um, uh, so we'll see. But but I think uh, you know we're physics is an empirical science driven by experiment, and I don't think there's really going to be any experimental evidence that's going to help us understand the nature of dark energy. I, th- I think it's highly unlikely. We've discovered it, but n- other than knowing it exists, I think it's unlikely we'll know, will there be any more information we can get from experiment? That's quite different for dark matter. Where, yeah, would you, be able to, would, would you be able to explain the difference between dark energy and dark matter? Sure. Yeah. Dark, dark energy is the energy of empty space that seems to be causing the expansion of the universe to speed up with time. Empty space, devoid of particles or radiation somehow weighs something, and we don't really understand why. But if you put energy in empty space, it's gravitationally repulsive, and it causes the universe to to expand ever faster. Dark matter is much less exotic in a sense, although when it was first proposed, it was quite exotic. 
it's just an unknown type of, of we think, new type of elementary particle that doesn't shine. It doesn't interact with electromagnetism. And when we weigh our galaxy and all galaxies, we find out that there's 10 times as much stuff out there as can be accommodated by, by all the stars and hot gas and everything else we think is there. And there's so much of it that we're reasonably certain that it's a new type of elementary particle, one that mm. doesn't interact with matter the way normal ones do, more like a, a neutrino. And, and, and it turns out there are many independent reasons for recognizing that dark matter exists. Basically, all of modern cosmology wouldn't really work if, if, if this dark matter wasn't a new type of, of, of elementary particle, more or less. And so the, the question is, could we detect it? Because if, mm -hmm. it's a, if it's a new type of elementary particle, if there's a gas of it, it's not just out there in the cosmos, it's in this room, in where, the room you're talking in, and in, in the room I'm speaking in. And we can do experiments underground to look for it. And for 30 years, we've been doing that. I proposed the for, among the first set of experiments to look for one of the best candidates for dark matter, so-called WIMP. And those experiments are still ongoing. And, and, I, and I, um, I, I produce... Uh, uh, we, we're, uh, we're thinking of new experiments now to look for it. So I think there, that's an area where in the next decade we could discover the nature of dark matter. And the best thing about it is it's not just, it's not just uh, in, in, uh, mm. it's in dark matter detectors underground that we might detect it. it. It turns out we might produce it in the Large Hadron Collider. And so there's a race between, between the dark matter detectors and the, and 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 the, and the uh, large hadron collider to see whether the first ones we detect will be the ones that were produced at the beginning of time, or or uh, or the ones that are produced uh, right now in that accelerator. Oh, it's just mind-boggling yeah. to to even listen to that. It's just uh, it's just crazy. So there's more dark matter than there is regular matter in the universe, right? By a factor of ten. Wow. Regular matter, everything you could take away everything we see, all the stars and all the galaxies and everything, and the universe would be essentially the same. We are a bit, 1% bit of pollution in a universe full of dark matter, dark energy. So, so much for a universe made for us. Wow. We're all these bystanders in the, in the drama that is the universe. Oh, my gosh. And it's, and it's still growing at the speed of light, right? The universe? Right? Well, it's growing in some sense faster than the speed of light. It's, it's rece objects at the edge of the universe are literally receding from us relative to us faster than the speed of light. Oh, well, all right. So this is good. This brings me into another question that someone had. They said, if the universe, will it, con is it able to continue expanding at the speed that it's expanding at? And if so, do you feel that mankind will ever reach a status in a technological place where we will be able to intervene in the process of how the universe expands? Well, first of all, you got to understand that, that objects are receding faster than the speed of light from each other, but they're not moving at the speed of light. They're at rest in their own surroundings. So galaxies are moving away from us faster than the speed of light, but relative to their nearby surroundings, they're not moving at all. In general relativity, you could be standing still and moving at the same time because they're standing still and we're standing still, but the space between us is expanding. So it's not as if, it's not as if these objects are literally moving through space faster than the speed of light. They're just standing still, but space is doing all the work. Now, we... The universe is a pretty big place, and, and we're pretty insignificant in it. And so to think that we might somehow impact on the on the global evolution of the universe is, is highly unlikely, to say the best. You know, we may create other universes, but we are unlikely to affect the dynamics of our universe. Yeah, if it makes if the universe is continuously expanding, then wouldn't everything just be getting smaller in a way? Because uh, no, based on no. <laughs> no, I mean, we're the Earth is not expanding, and the galaxy is not expanding. Yeah, just objects the... that are gravitationally bound are, are are remaining the same size, but uh, but distant objects that are not bound to each other by gravity are receding from one another faster than speed of light. So so as I say, lengths in our in our solar system are not changing over time. Oh, it's so cool to listen to this stuff. All right, what do you? All right, next question. Um. So it says you were raised in a Jewish household, and the person wants to know if you were brought up religious, and if so, when it was changed, since we know you're not religious at the moment. Well, I mean, I was, you know, I was sure I was brought up, I mean, I wasn't brought up desperately religious, but right. I went to the, my family went to the high holidays, and I was bar mitzvah and things like that. My parents were, weren't strongly religious, but they were, you know, observant in the, in the basic sense right. of the word. And then, you know, it was just a matter of, of 
growing up, like just getting rid of Santa Claus. It was the same thing. You know, I used to read, all, I read the Bible, I read the Quran. I read all that stuff when I was little. I wanted it to be true. But then I grew up and it just, it's just like became so obvious that it was, that it was, it was superstitious mumbo jumbo after a while, just like, you know, and then as a scientist, it became even clearer. There's no evidence for anything supernatural in the universe. So it was just a matter of growing up and dispensing with it, just like Santa Claus. It was no more traumatic than that. So what happens when we die? What do you believe? We die. <laughs> it's that, where does the energy go? What energy? I mean, we radiate it off as heat or whatever, just like we are now. What energy? I mean, we're, we're getting our energy from eating donuts and things like that. Stop eating them <laughs> and you won't generate any more energy. And, and, and so it's just like turning a computer off. I mean, it just turns off. And if you want to know what it was like, what it's like to be dead, just remember what it was like before you were born. Yeah, they're they're connected. Yeah. All right, so back in 2008, you served on the Science Policy Committee for Barack Obama's first president, uh, presidential yeah. campaign. How was that experience, yeah. and what, what did it involve, really? Well, it did involve a, hell, a lot. First of all, in the early part of the campaign, I, was, I had to be nonpartisan because I developed an organization called Science Debate 2008 that tried to get um, a... Uh, a debate between the presidential candidates on issues of science and technology that really matter. Right. We put together that organization and, and, and got the support of every major university, the American Association of Advanced Science, the National Academy of Sciences, and we almost got a presidential debate. Although in the end, the candidates decided to debate, debate faith instead, which was just so lame. <laughs> only after we did get them to answer 14 questions on, on science policy, and only after both campaigns had done that, was I free to then become partisan? And then I went to work uh, as part of a group that was helping Obama during the election. And the main role was to try and provide advice if news issues came up, or 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 write op-eds that that if, if, if that if 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 the Republican Party was reflecting things that were scientifically inaccurate. And so it was it was a matter of just heading things off at the pass and and making sure that the the policy issues were. Sound and and the fact I mean that was one of the reasons I was very impressed with Obama, McCain. The first approximation had no committees advising him. Hmm. Obama Obama had something like sixty committees, each of which, if the Science Advisory Committee was made up of the most amazing advisors you can imagine. The Science Advisory Committee had Nobel laureates, had, had the person who later became the President's Science Advisor, but it was really first-rate people. And he put together sixty committees on all these areas, and so. You know, one of the things that impressed me about someone who's running for president, if they're going to, if they're any good, is that you know they may not know everything, but they know, but they choose good advisors, and that's the point. And and that's one of the reasons was why Obama was such a, in my mind, a great a great candidate for president, and of course why Donald Trump is was such an abysmal candidate and now an abysmal president. But um, so anyway, I was very proud to be on it, but I was happy not to be involved in the administration afterwards, I, and because I have much better, more flexibility to say what I want to say if I'm not part of the government. I got you. All right, I have another one for you. Do you find that the laws of physics and space mimic that of the human body and brain, or that the human body and brain mimic that of physics? If so, why? Well, I don't know what that question really means. The, yeah. the same laws of physics and chemistry apply on our scales as on the scales of the universe, as far as we can tell. Mm -hmm. We can tell, we can test those laws right out to the largest scales we can measure in the Laws of electricity and magnetism and gravity work the same in space as they do here. And our bodies are governed by essentially electricity and magnetism. That's what determines the chemistry of the atoms that govern our body. So the same laws of physics apply throughout. There's no, as far as we can see, there's no new laws on either scale that change things. We are, we are chemical factories that work amazingly based on the laws of chemistry, which are based on, on quantum mechanics and electromagnetism. I think the that this person is referring to. You ever see that picture of the human brain and then they put it side by side with the picture of a galaxy and it looks like exactly the same? Well, I mean, any of those kind of pictures are just uh, artistic illusions, but no, I don't think the brain is. <laughs> the brain is a very complicated, complicated structure that is much more, much more complicated in a sense than the galaxy. And the galaxy is governed by gravity. Mm -hmm. The brain is much more complicated because of the forces of electromagnetism and, and charges moving and the galaxy has its own complication, but the the brain, as far as I can tell, is is uh, much more complicated. Which is one of the reasons we, one of the reasons I do physics is much easier to understand the universe than the brain. Yeah, wow, it's true. That's saying a lot. 
All right, next one up is, what do you think is the biggest obstacle humanity will have to overcome in the next, say, 30 to 50 years? I think the biggest obstacle humanity will have to overcome is humanity. <laughs> um, like climate change? Like... Well, I mean, we don't see any, we doesn't, I don't see any evidence that globally humans can act in a way to deal with the challenges of the 21st century, which are all global. Right. So we have to think, as Einstein said after the last, after the first atomic bomb went off, he said, everything's changed, save, save the way people think. And we need to think new ways, and we don't. So I'm, we are the biggest challenge to our own progress. While we are, while humanity through science and engineering can do amazing things and is are producing technologies that are changing the world, somehow in in the rest of our lives in our social and political context, we we can't seem to keep up. We're still governed by superstition and ideology, and and until we can begin to face the world as it really is, I, I, I do worry about the future. Do you think we're almost like regressing with this whole, everyone's talking about fake news, just not really believing anything that flat they're reading? Yeah. Maybe some flat earth. With all of that. <laughs> I, I, I didn't hear that last bit. <laughs> Especially with flat earth. Like, do you think we're regressing almost in the current age? Well, I don't, you know, I, I, I think I need historical perspective from, from to really to really say that i think that when many i mean we're making a lot of progress in certain ways and the world is definitely in many ways a better place than it was a century ago or a century before that uh so i think i, I, I i'm not a doomsdayer in that sense I, i'm okay. extremely concerned about global warming and other challenges that we face including still nuclear weapons but but i think um while the world is a dangerous place and 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 one new kind of religion has become much more dangerous than it was. Um, uh, you know, the, I I like to think that this too shall pass. Okay. Yeah. Uh, okay, I have one. If thought has the potential to create matter, would that infer that thoughts themselves hold physical weight or substance in the material realm? Um. And well, explain. thought doesn't make matter. Thought allows us allows us to design machines that can, you know, do things. But we can't just think matter into existence, no matter what some people may like to hope for who do the secret or something. The secret, yeah, yeah, law of attraction, yep. so you're not into that? Yeah, yeah, that's all nonsense. Law of attraction so, is not a law? No. Oh, really? It's, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I it's just made it. up by someone who wants to make money. Oh. And it has nothing to do, with, no basis in physics whatsoever. In fact, it abuses quantum mechanics. Wow, but, there's um, no science so, behind so that. Thought is just a, you know, as far as we can tell, a uh, based on a series of movements of electrical currents and stored charges, just like a computer, and um, nothing more than that. Wow. All right. Wow. I really thought that was a uh, <laughs> law of. Well, there you go. Yeah, you, <laughs> I learned something already. All right, right here. Um, what do you think can be done to ease the effects of global warming and maybe even reverse some of them, if possible? Well, the only way to, uh, I think, to uh, address that is to is to um, ultimately to reduce the carbon dioxide composition in the atmosphere. That means capturing and sequestering carbon dioxide. Is it practical? We don't know. We've proposed a variety of ways to try and think of doing that, but it's going to be a very, it, a lot of research will need to be done to know if that can be the case. But the carbon that's already up there will stay up there for a thousand years. So unless we uh, do something to get rid of it. You know, the global warming we produced is here with us to stay for a long time. Okay. All right. I'm going to just keep I, moving I along. I, I think we'll have to go in a minute. Okay. I'll, last one, I guess. Yeah, hit him on one last one. All right. In the Scientific American, you've been quoted as saying moral questions can only be answered by reason based on empirical evidence. However, such a black and white viewpoint on a subject as broad as morality cannot possibly work and would suggest one defined correct path. Quantum physics shows us that an object changes based on the observer and proves that morality is to be considered circumstantially on a case-by-case -case basis. Would you agree with that? Well, I mean, there's a lot of things there. There's a lot of statements there, some of which are, are, are almost right. Um, <laughs> uh, the, but the main thing is that I'm not saying there's an absolute morality in any sense. I'm just saying you can't decide what's, what's right unless you know the consequences of your actions. And, and to know the consequences of your actions, you have to use science. And they can be circumstantial, and those consequences can change over time. So morality can, can, be, can be, you know, have, be consequent, can be based on, on contingent, is probably a better way of saying it. It can be 
it can depend on the timing in which you're asking the questions and where you're asking them. So, so but, but I, I think my main point is without reason and science, you can't have a morality because you don't know the consequences of your actions and you can't argue rationally on what, what they will be or what to do to change them. Yeah. Now, you may need more than just reason and science, but as a basis, you can't, I don't think you, you can make sensible moral decisions without without reason and science. Yeah, morality. So you said morality is contingent on time and place and what you're doing. Often, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, certainly. I, you know, it depends on it depends on the circumstances. I mean, give, give you an example. I mean, if, you know, I'm not in favor of eating people, but let's say you had 30 people, you know, uh, 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 it's, on an island, you know, or in a plane crash, uh, uh, in the middle of nowhere, and one of them dies, and they're going to starve to death. Would it be make sense to eat that person? Well, maybe it would. You know, so I think that it just depends. Yeah, it's time it. and place. Yeah. What situation you're in? Right. Awesome. I mean, not not always. I think there's certain things that are much more firm and 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 rigid. But but one has to apply reason to think about them. I think, and 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 as I say, you may not be able to get off from is, but I don't think without is you can get off. <laughs> yeah. True. What's it? What's your uh, sign? Are you believe in astrology at all? <laughs> no, it's garbage. Why would it, I mean? Silly. It was invented three, you know, two, three thousand years ago by people who didn't know anything about anything. So, why should it have anything? It's, of course, it's nonsense. Yeah, it's like flat Earth, right? Okay, so awesome. Like flat Earth yeah. Or the, or the law of attraction. Exactly. <laughs> I guess I have to go. All right. No, Not it was problem. it was such a pleasure. Thank you so much. Yeah, thanks for coming on. Okay. Okay. You take care. Let me know when you, when you produce whatever when it comes on. For you sure, it, okay? we will. Thank you. Okay. Take care. You, you too. Bye. 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 All right. So that was twenty minutes and twenty seconds, and that like <laughs> right. We're all just like like this, like rubbing our heads. I forgot which one it was, but one of them I was the dark matter shit. I was trying to process as there's more dark matter than there is matter. Yeah, there's more stuff you can't see than what you can see. Yep. So we make up one percent of the universe. Yeah. No, but everything like the galaxy. I know that's what I mean. Every make up one percent. Anything you can see is one percent. So that right there says we're we're not that special. Oh my God, Bobby G would cut your head off if you said that. <laughs> oh fuck! Oh. oh wow, that was a lot. That was good though. Yeah, I'm so happy. He seems real nice, like, but he doesn't take like if you talk if you bring up any conspiracy, it's like that's bullshit. That's <laughs> yeah. Nothing. Like, he would not. Yeah. He's not. He doesn't seem like he wants to even deal with that anymore. Yeah, I had to throw in the astrology. <laughs> yeah. What's your sign? <laughs> he, he's, <laughs> Right before he left, if you threw that in any earlier, he'd be like, "All right, I'm out of this." Yeah, I know. I had, yeah, <laughs> Enough yeah. for you guys. Yeah. <laughs> wow, that's you know, he's, so cool. He's smart as fuck. He just knows so he's much. Like you just, yeah, dude. You just ask him a question, he just knows what's like everything. Every single thing. You ask me those questions, I'd be like, "Let me Google this real quick." <laughs> Yo, you. What could I ask him that he'd be like, "I don't know, nothing." Nope. You can't ever hear him Even when you ask words. them, what does he ponder? He just went off for like, like five minutes. Yeah. yeah like, <laughs> what do I ponder? That's so easy. Like, <laughs> I would have to sit there and be like, what do I ponder? Well, it's his job to ponder. Like, Jesus Christ, He's a dude. Theoretical. Physicist. My brain does not work in the same way his brain works. I think, yeah. I know. I always think I that think, too. Yeah. Like, cause, <laughs> cause I think, yeah. Because I zone out sometimes and then I'm like, oh, is, yeah, is it because my brain isn't working right? Or is it like I'm not focusing hard enough? It's just, I don't know, dude. You know what was really interesting? I was, this is beyond this, but I was in jujitsu and I was talking to this kid about the podcast and I forgot what we were talking about, but I was talking about a guy. I was like, yeah, he's pretty smart. And he's like, what is smart? Like, what do you, what's smart? It's an opinion. Yeah. And then he's like, you should have an entire episode about what is smart. Yeah. Because he's like, human beings in general are smart beings. So what's a smart human being? Yes, it's a, it's an opinion. Yeah. Like, you could think someone's smart yeah. and I could think they're stupid. And it stumped everyone. We were like, I don't know. <laughs> like, yeah. it's just someone who knows Has anyone what they're talking book? about and the subject they're talking about, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. We got to just find someone who's written a book on yeah. something like that. We just need, yeah, we just need a guest that'll talk to us about it. What or, is smart? 
Someone's written a book like called yeah. "Just Smart." And we're gonna. He said. He said, "Do it." And he said, "Give him credit if I do." This. <laughs> I was like, "I'm just gonna bring it up and take all the credit for it." Yeah. <laughs> wow. But yeah, Lawrence Krauss, smart. That's what I mean, Lionel. <laughs> yeah, that was just. We just fired questions at him. It felt so weird. I wanted to get the story, but there was no shot we were getting into that. No, no. When we get a studio, we'll have him in. Yeah. It would have been nice if we started off with the story, but it was better to go into questions, get more interesting shit out of it. Yeah, and make the fans happy. I feel like if we got into the story, we would have like two minutes left for questions. Yeah. It would have been like two questions. Cause he Not would... even. It would have been one question. He would answer and be like, all right, I'm out of here. Yeah. What is astrology? <laughs> he came off exactly how we thought. He was not a bad person or anything, but it's no. like That's exactly, how we thought he was going to yeah. be. Stern. Yeah. He knows what he's talking point. about. He's going to get it through. He's going to get through it. Yeah. And when he's done, he's done. <laughs> Yeah, he was cool though. Yeah, appreciate him coming on, hundred percent. Oh my god, for sure. And then he's like, "Tell me when you post it." Yeah. Hopefully, he doesn't think we're gonna be like some big production and we <laughs> edit it. <laughs> no, it's like no, nah, it'll be cool. Wow. All right, we can't go down from here. So. Yeah. I mean. All right, so we got 30, another. One. We're yeah. thirty minutes in. We could just talk and chill. We got another one in the books. Now we just gotta shoot emails for the rest of this week. Yeah, I have to hit Dennis. And then I'm gone this weekend. I'm going somewhere Saturday. I have a wedding. So we'll release this one. Engagement party. We'll throw this episode out. I'm talking to a guy tomorrow. I'll figure it out. Like, if you want to come, are you here tomorrow? Training tomorrow. Yeah, I'm just going to talk to him. He's, uh, see how it goes. He he works with this company that I I, uh, signed up with. It's called Movers. Okay. And it's just a bunch of entrepreneurs that, like, chill. All right. I'll show you the app after this. Yeah, we gotta, we'll shoot some emails now that we have Daniele Bolelli and Lawrence Krauss back to back. How do wow. you deny us now? <laughs> How do you, that's a, res, that's a resume. That's like Joe Rogan week. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. That's a Rogan week. Daniele Bolelli, Lawrence, <laughs> Lawrence Krauss. And then it's all he had for the week. I was talking to this guy from the the same app, and he was te- like, we were talking on the phone, and he's like, "Man, like I told him this whole thing with Lawrence Krauss and Bellelli, and he's like, you got to just keep getting Rogan's guests, and then <laughs> eventually it just leads back to Rogan." That w- do you understand how insane that would be? No. I will fly to Cali and yeah. fucking go to his studio, and re- I don't yeah, give a course. fuck, just record it there. I want to play beg pool him and be like, "Can we please have the episode for us too?" Let's play pool. Let's play pool. Let's get some edibles. Let's get Joey Diaz over here. Let's have a party. <laughs> Fucking cocksuckers. <laughs> yeah, he's I wonder if loving he would, his podcast lately. You think he like know like I'm sure fans with podcasts hit him up all the time. Oh, one thousand percent. You just you heard what Bolelli said. Even the guy who works for him, he ignores ninety nine percent of the shit he tweets him. Yeah. So we, how do you get through? The only way we get to Joe Rogan is, is slowly work down the line. Well, Lawrence, <laughs> how can I even say? <laughs> no, right. that's not gonna happen. No, yeah, let's just chill. Everyone relax. It's just down. Work down the down the line slowly. Yeah, Pick every, them out. Everyone relax. I think the best way. Yeah, that's not even easy. Actually, I was gonna say Explain. get to Aubrey Marcus, and then you got the um, the co owner of On It, and then you get Joe. First, we're like planning it out on a podcast. you get the co-owner, then you get the Joe. <laughs> planning out how to like get Joe Rogan in on our web, like on on a podcast. <laughs> yeah, then you rope him in. Oh, can you imagine? First, you give him the bait. Yeah, I mean, let's go. Whatever. Let's get a studio first, and then yeah. get Joe Rogan. Before on. we even think of talking to Joe, let's get one sponsor. You call Joe up. Yeah, can you come over to my mom's house? Yeah. <laughs> Want the address? <laughs> we'll have to move to Cali, number one. <laughs> I'll pick you up in the airport. We got to move to Cali and live in the studio. Let's get a studio in Santa Monica because I want to live in Santa Monica anyway. Is that near San Diego? Yeah, it's not too far. Mm. Why don't San- leave in San Diego? Because Santa Monica is closer to LA. I bet. <laughs> All right, you know man. what I mean? That's yeah. where the action is. What I but want... it's also outside of LA that you could just chill and the beach is right there. I want us to get a huge, sick mobile home with our faces on the side of it. 
and travel the country and do podcasts in every state. All right. That would be awesome. Let me pay off my new car first, (laughs) (laughs) and then we're good to go. Yeah, let's get some sponsors. That's the biggest problem, fucking bills. That's money. That won't, hopefully, eventually not mean anything. Well, all right. We got to pitch. I feel like, how do we get sponsors? We got to pitch and be like, yo, look at our last two episodes. Look at the names, and then sponsor us. Do you pitch yourself in this business? I don't know. I feel like unless you're fucking Joe Rogan or Chris D'Elia or one of those they, fucks, they you got to pitch you. yourself. Even Steve, I don't know if you know, Steve Renazizi, who was on the league as a comedian, hangs out with that crew at the comedy store and shit. He's just is getting his first sponsor on his podcast after like, it's been a while. He's been recording for a long time. Has he had people on that are famous? Like Lawrence Crap. <laughs> has he had yeah dude it's, it's yeah he is what he has comedians on yeah and his podcast is about um books so that's the podcast i was talking uh, about here made us book so he has people come on and talk to him about the books so he's up to episode 24 but this has been running for like forever yeah so they're not putting and as many ads just as getting his first we're putting them out quick oh yeah we're getting him out there i mean what is this 28 this is 29. 29. 29. Joe Rogan is coming up to 1,000. Yeah. Did he say what he's doing for his 1,000? Yeah. He's got Joey Diaz and Tom Segura. And then he's doing a 1,000th episode celebration at the Comedy Store. 20 bucks a ticket. Why do I not live in L.A., dude? Yeah, <laughs> you need to be out there. $20 to go see that. To go see Joe Rogan, Joey Diaz, and Tom Segura for $20. You pay $100 if you want to see them when they come to New York. How can we do our jobs out there and just move out now so we're just there? I don't know. Become comedians and just work the comedy store. You, is, is your company in L.A. at all? No. Or Cali at we all? We are a New York-based company. Yeah. Could you do what Unless you do me for... me and Chris finagle an office out in Cali. Yeah. Just a straight-up CNC office, which is what I do. Are they looking to expand? Be like, listen, don't buy any more new CNC machines. Let's take these machines. Let's get them on an airplane. Let's yeah. fly them out to Cali. We'll do Chris. We'll take Chris. Mm-hmm. Us two. We'll just do all the CNA, CNA, CNC stuff. Yeah. Over in Cali. Are they looking to expand and do that? They would have expanded by now. This is the longest running manufacturing <laughs> company in New York. <laughs> uh, so they're just. Yeah. We're gonna know where our bread possibly is in the United States. All right. So they would have expanded by now. Could you do what you do for a different company? In LA? I actually looked up once what I could get paid in Cali. Because I was like, what if I feel like going to Cali? And one of them was like 100000 But it was like the experience level was insane. Obviously. I mean, you could get what? 70? You could live But that was like my second year into it. Now I'm in my fifth year. So my experience level might be right there. But I'm also graduating college pretty soon. Finally, I'm going back to take my last two classes. When? When did you decide that? This past few months, I guess. Oh, and did I'm I know going, that? I don't I, think I knew that. I don't know. You didn't say that. You sure? No. <laughs> I mean, she knew. <laughs> I looked at her. But yeah, I'm going to get my degree in computer information systems. And where is the mecca of computer? Silicon. Boom. Yeah. And I could sell solar out there easy. Someone DM'd me. Or we just start our own company. You know how to sell door-to-door. Mm-hmm. I know how to make stuff. What do you want to do? What do you want me to sell? No, we just got to think of an idea that we can make on a CNC machine and sell. Oh, what's a CNC machine? <laughs> um, It's a machine that makes stuff. <laughs> makes C's and C's. So you ever watch Orange County Choppers or anything? I've never watched it, but just... It's a motorcycle show? Yeah. So they make motorcycle parts on... CNC like they customize motorcycle parts on CNC machines on the show. Okay. Because the only way I know that is one of the guys who came to install our newest machine was like, yeah, I installed one in the Orange County Choppers. Oh shit. Uh, there a lot in Orange County. So they, so why wouldn't they want to expand that? Because they're that? they're already pretty big, dude. I mean, you they're can do, be everything bigger. they need is right. Apple tries to expand all the time. Yeah, but. This is USA made all day, all day. Ford. Listen, <laughs> we're not Ford. <laughs> we're not Apple. <laughs> we're a private company. That's another reason. 
It's because you're thinking like that. I don't run this <laughs> shit, dude. Go talk to them. Guys, I, I have there. a bigger vision. Listen, guys. Listen, if I go according to the four-hour work week, I just go in there and pitch the idea, but I might also get fired. Tim Ferriss would be another good one to have on. Ooh, I would love to talk to Tim Ferriss. Yeah. I I have like you should see my four-hour work week book. There's so many tabs it's that destroyed. I like tabbed off. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I got to remember this, and I got to get back to this eventually. Yeah. I've never got back to it, but I, I know if I pick up that book and I flip to just one of those pages, I'll be like, that makes sense again. Yeah. It all makes sense. It's all drop shipping, basically. Yeah, let me sell for you. No, that's all we we could. Let's make shirts, and I'll just sell them door that's to what door. I mean. <laughs> yeah, that's what that's what the whole four hour work week's all about. Yeah, we make well. Just all we have to do is come up with our own designs. We make another company print the t shirts. We never have to see these shirts, and they just ship it for us. And we never have to. see We don't them. have to touch them. We don't even need a warehouse. So, yo, tell, oh, our I, only I job will be sell. I never read the book, so you got to tell me. All right. I think I have a bunch of shit written down. I'll come uh, I'll come to you with it. Yeah, I would sell anything. To Dude, the book is awesome. You would love the book. Yeah, it's about social media, right? Using that, too. It's a little bit of that. It's a little bit of everything. It's yeah. just you. It, the whole basis of it is to automate your job to where you don't have to deal with hours on hours of day and you're just making money sleeping yep it's all automation i'm trying to remember get me out of here (laughs) and it is all it is is you got to think of what do people need and when he was doing it he was doing supplements something just sell supplements like people the middleman for it he wasn't making his own he was the middleman no he was it was him so he was doing drop shipping. So he was getting all the ingredients you need for the supplements oh. from fucking like bulk, which comes out cheap. Like if you buy all the ingredients into like a what's in of, a pre-workout, it's so cheap. A bunch of caffeine. You're just paying so much. <laughs> like the $40 you're paying for your pre-workout costs them maybe $5 to make. Wow. Good margins. Shark Tank would love it. Yeah. So yeah, let's find That's our margins and get me out there. All right, let's do it. I wanted to ask him about solar. I forgot. It's all good. We had, to, he just caught us off guard with the 20 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, when you're a celebrity, you know, time I mean, money. when you're that big and you're that, like, you're legitimately that busy. Yeah, he really is. Like, he's, like, looking all over yeah. the place. Like, he sh- he didn't shut it off video at first. So, I saw him, like, sitting in his chair, like, looking back and forth, like, people talking to him. Like, <laughs> like he's on TV, but he's probably, like, in his house. Yeah, exactly. Oh, wow. There was a bunch that could have we could have gotten into. Like, I didn't even get into any. Like, Me neither. I got into four of my, my own questions. Yeah. I got, like, four of them. I completely forgot about the Obama one, and then I saw it. I'm like, I got to ask this one. Yeah, give him a quick Obama. Yeah. It's interesting. I wanted to get into a lot. I wanted to get into how he thinks we can make science more readily available to for people to understand. Like us. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, no, that would have been a good one. Like I wanted to get into all that, but he's not going to want to answer questions like that when he's in a rush, so I picked and choose. How do you think that we can get science into people's hands? I don't know. You got to do stuff like what, in my opinion? Yeah. I mean, it's probably not, not saying it's the right answer but in my opinion you got to do what like neil degrasse tyson's doing just make it entertaining and like dumb it down for us like without really caring about dumbing it down yeah so you can you agree with what he's doing neil degrasse yeah like i i'm not like shitting on scientists but like when you're that's like it's just who they are like when you're that smart and you understand it to that level i feel like they think that is dumbing it down to where they're saying it, but like you could dumb, you got to dumb it down just a little bit more. Get a little dumber. Yeah, just a little. Just get on my level, dude. <laughs> get in my brain real quick. I think they think like, no, up your game and yes. get to their yeah, level. Yeah, that's what, which makes sense. Yes, that's what we should be yeah. doing. Yeah, <laughs> but you got to start it off slowly. Yeah, I guess, or like, like I want to pick up, the, uh, you know, the Grass Tyson's book, Astrophysics for the every whatever the fuck it's called. I want to get Lawrence Krauss's one, the one that came out in March. I want to get that too. Yeah. What was that? What was I got it written down. I, no, it was like. It is called. The thing. greatest story ever told so far. Why yeah. are we here? 
Yeah. Ah. <laughs> Why are we here? Well, I don't know. I wish I had him like right. I feel here. like he would have crushed a lot of your. Um, Stardust. No, a lot of your. Uh, a lot of like I know a lot of the like I even he crushed it a little bit me but like everyone who's into Tony Robbins and shit he with crushed self, it self help shit he doesn't like that yeah that's what it just sounded like well he don't like law of attraction right but that's what it basically that's all it is yeah I know I didn't know law of attraction was oh wait you really didn't know that I didn't know it wasn't all I thought like it no no that's complete pseudo science like what you give out comes back to you no it's not prove how do you prove it I mean how do you prove gravity. He, you could have asked him that. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I wanted to say it so bad. Did you really? You think you would have just hung up? I don't know. Yeah, we held him long. But that's what I mean. Like, I feel like if you ask that to Neil deGrasse Tyson, he'll say he'll actually give you an answer. Yeah, he won't make you like yeah. Lawrence can make he'll you be feel like, Are you so fucking, dumb. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> like he doesn't mean to. I'm no, not, no. I'm not it, trying to shit on him. No, no, no. It's the. It's just different kinds he, yeah. of people. That's yeah. what I mean. It's just who he is, and he's fucking. He's the a, world needs a guy like that. Yeah, I love that. But that's what I mean by you got to dumb it down even more than you think you are. Yeah. Like I, when I say what is gravity, you got to be like, Lawrence, you have to take a deep breath. There's a lot of really dumb people, <laughs> yeah. like really dumb. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure you realize it. Yeah, a lot dumber than yeah. you. Just from even some of the questions we asked. I guess it's all from. I was just as confused as he was on that mind and body question though when you first said it to me I'm like what does that mean <laughs> well i know i think i know like the brain picture you know what i'm talking yeah about? i know what picture you're talking about. i think that's what that's what i think that that's they, what you think they it, meant yeah yeah because when you first read that to me i'm like i don't know what that means really <laughs> yeah well I, that's all i could assume yeah i got you i mean i've seen that picture too it is weird how it looks so similar looks the same as a brain synapse or Nerve, I don't know what it is. I feel like you could make it look the same. Brain cell. Nah. You can make it, yeah. <laughs> Just like Flat Earth. Nah. Wow, I'm just like kind of like processing. It was only 20 minutes and it was just <laughs> like you could feel that this guy is different level. Yeah. But so same with Massimo too and Bellelli. Imagine getting them all on at the same time. Just talking to each other. Yeah. I wanted to bring up some Massimo stuff to Lawrence, like the molecule stuff in the ocean. Yeah. There was just no time. I wanted to get into new things before I got into stuff we talked about already. Yeah. I emailed Neil deGrasse Tyson. Yeah, I email, emailed him also. Yeah, he's getting hit from every direction. Yep. Or we just go see him. He works at the museum. He works there every day. <laughs> yeah, like he works. It's <laughs> he works at the museum, dude. <laughs> what? Doesn't. I swear to God. I'm as what? He works at the door? As Neil deGrasse Tyson. <laughs> He's at the door? And this exhibit is Neil he deGrasse talks, Tyson. So he'll just talk and chill with people. Hold on. Neil? I don't believe it. I'm going to look it up right now. Neil deGrasse isn't one of the people. Is he? Hold on. I'm pulling it up right now. What is it? The Hayden Planetarium? I don't know. Here it is. Ready? The Hayden Planetarium. The About Us is a picture of Neil deGrasse Tyson. <laughs> wow. He must own like some piece or some shit. Why right. would he do this? Here we go. He's the director. And the director's message is from Neil deGrasse Tyson. Okay. There it is. Director's message. And he's like, what? I work this. What are my hours? What are his hours? Welcome to the website for the office of the director of the Hayden Planetarium in the Department of Astrophysics at the American Museum of Natural History. That was a shit ton of ofs. Yeah. Dude, he works there. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> All right, then let's go see him. All right, so let's go. It's in the city. Want to go Sunday? I wonder if we could get free. No, I'm not here this weekend. <laughs> I go oh. next Sunday. No, I'm not here. I'll be in Mexico. What are you doing in Mexico? I f- today I decided, they, my family asked me to go to Mexico, and I was like, I'll go. Oh, what part? Uh, Not Cancun. What's, what's some more? What's more? What's some more uh, besides Cancun? <laughs> a lot. <laughs> what else? Where else do people go in Mexico? It's a whole country, dude. What? What is it? Is it still like near the beaches? It might be Punta Cana. That's Dominican Republic. Oh, no. Yeah, that's Dominican Republic. 
Yeah. Yeah. No, Puerto Plata is what you're thinking of. That's Mexico, I think. Is it Cusacana? No. Let me see. I got. I have it right here. Tulum. Riviera Maya. Yeah. Oh, that's where. That's where it all is, though. That's where everything is. That's where Cancun and all that stuff is. Yeah. Riviera but what Maya. part of Riviera Maya? The Hard Rock. All right. Oh, we passed that. Yeah. Yeah, we did. I think it it looks cool in pictures. So you're an hour before our resort. So you're an hour away from no, you're yeah, an hour probably a little more than an hour away from the yeah the uh, <coughs> I talk, ruins. Yeah. All right. I maybe I'll check it. You got it. It's fucking awesome. Go check the ruins out. You have to. <laughs> Do the Coba before it closes down. This is the last year you could climb it. Okay. Bring your little fucking vlogger. Yeah, can you shut that? <laughs> if it's on. And yeah. climb the Coba ruin. It's the last year you could climb it. Yeah, I have to it. now. It's shut down. It's the last ruin you could climb from the mine centuries. Where it's just breaking. Just don't worry about the climb down. Wow, it's, up there. it's the end of the mines. Yeah, and you're going to have a nice video. I have a nice video climbing it. You'll yeah. have a nice video climbing it. I want to have a nice we'll video falling down. It. I'm going to fall down the whole thing. Do it. And roll. Just tumble. Yeah. Just let your body go and you won't get hurt. Yo, I was talking to Craig Taylor. And he told me more about the Africa trip. So how's it looking? He's like, it's in a, it's in Kenya. And you get off the plane and you hop on a motorcycle. You told me this. Yeah. <laughs> on this? Yeah. Oh, shit. That's all I got. <laughs> I don't know. I've said it so many times that I don't know where I say it. But yeah. All right. So that'll be fun. Nice. Which I've said already, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> you told me last Sunday, whatever day it was. Oh, uh, okay. All right, well, that's it then. That's it then. We just had Lawrence Krauss. I know. I'm so amazed. He Thank talked you. to us and he talked to Joe Rogan. So we somehow spoke molecularly. Molecularly. Yeah. Molecularly. To Joe Rogan. Yeah, I just chilled. With I don't Joe know Rogan. how it works. Science. I'm just going to science. It's science. Believe it. (laughs) Bye.